You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Blissful Living Podcast. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And I have a show in store for you all. You see, um, I have a really good friend of mine. It's like family. And when you have family with you, you can really give some really wonderful information and some and go deeper and it's just a different type of vibe and flavor so before i bring her on or introduce her you can probably see a pretty face before i do that let me take care of some business i need to first of all tell you all to grab a seat get something to write with um, get your favorite beverage and take a few moments for yourself because this information that's going to be shared is going to be game changing for you and your life so you're going to want to take notes so you can capture those nuggets of gold while you're doing that getting yourself situated um I'm going to take care of some business. I want to thank our first sponsor of the show, the Blissful Living for You at blissfullivingforyou.com. Check us out there. We have things for you to improve your wellness, your wisdom, and your wealth in a collaborative manner that allows you to accelerate all aspects of your life so that you can step in to not only having your dream life, but actually really living wholeheartedly in your dream life. So if something like that or what I'm sharing with you is resonating, check out Blissful Living for you at blissfulliving, the number four, the letter U.com. The other sponsor of this show is All Day Cable Incorporated. It is the premier telecommunications installation company in the United States, particularly the Western region of the United States. It's woman-owned, it's minority-owned, and they've been in business for three-plus decades, have survived every economy that we've ever had, and they keep thriving um, and striving to be the best at what they do. If you have a need for voice, data, fiber optic, cable installation, or anything that has to do with network distribution, routers, wireless access points, modems, audio, video, uh, speaker systems, whatever it is to help you make sure you make the right connections with your customers on the other end the first time, then you want to check out All Day Cable Inc. at alldaycableinc.com. Okay, so now that I've taken care of business and you had a few seconds, I guess, to gather your place of serenity, as I like to say, let me tell you about my guest today. So Sharice L. Josie is a leadership consultant and a licensed clinical social worker therapist. Sharice works with leaders to teach them how to transform their habits and behaviors to increase their income and form stronger personal and professional relationships without risking their emotional and physical time. Sharice has been featured in numerous media outlets such as Cosmopolitan, The Lily, The Washington Post, Shape, Today, and Essence. And when I tell y'all I bring it and I'm bringing these wonderful guests to you, I really do mean I'm bringing it. Now, today we're going to talk about improving your relationships using emotional intelligence. So I just want to say, hey, Sharice, how you doing, girl? Hey, I'm excited to be here. Well, you know, I'm, I'm full of energy as 
my hat unstoppable <laughs> says. I usually wear my crown, but um, I felt a little unstoppable today. Well, I feel a little stop unstoppable every day. Okay, right, but um, right. you know, I wanted to make sure that um, you know, I just have that space for you. So Thank you for being a guest and thank you for saying yes to my invitation. I want to jump in and I want to say, what made you want to start working with leaders? Because I know leaders of whatever it is, whether they're a leader, they can always be quite challenging. So what made you pick that specific group of folks? You know what? I had this, this script growing up, right? Of going to school and doing all these things. So I always had this do something more, do something more. So if I'm working and I'm doing a great job in my work and my um, role as a lead employee, then wouldn't the next step be be a supervisor? So I'm going to do that next thing. And so when I got my first supervisor job, I'm like, I made it. This is good. I'm doing well. Now I didn't take some things in consideration when I got that position. <laughs> this is my thing of checking the boxes. I have made it. And I learned that there's a lot more than leadership than just saying, I accept this position. So you decided that because of your experience as you checked the box and you made it, you realized that there's so much more to being a leader. And so you wanted to focus on leaders because I think sometimes as leaders ourselves, we don't know all that goes into it and um, it can be quite challenging, right? Yes, yes. I love it. I love it. So um, why? Why is emotional intelligence not only important to you, but important for leaders to have? Well, first, I want to be clear about what emotional intelligence is. And so this is understanding who we are and our physical, our relationships professionally. It's a capacity of how we view relationships and ourselves. And so when I was my, a leader the first time over 15, 20 years ago, I thought as long as I did the work and people knew I did the work, that that would be fine, which made me a very horrible leader. It made me a reliable leader. They knew they can come to me and that I would have my systems and processes in order. I had my checks and balances. But in terms of relationships, it was completely horrible. So the staff respected me, but they didn't like me. Mm. Right. And so I came into the job with this idea that I am going to teach the staff. It was social workers. A lot. They weren't licensed at the time. I think I was newly licensed. Or I got licensed in the midst of that. But I said, I'm going to teach them how this field works. I'm going to teach them how to do better reports, how to ask better questions, all these things. And people resisted that. And what I learned was that no one told me they wanted to learn any of that. <laughs> no one told me that. I decided that that's what they needed. So that's what I did. And I didn't understand what the resistance was about because I'm trying to make you better. Mm. But what I didn't, want, didn't consider is that some people just wanted to live. They just wanted a paycheck. They had other stuff going on in their lives that them getting better was not a priority. And maybe they didn't even think anything was wrong at the time anyway. And so that my lack of emotional intelligence didn't allow me to build relationships, understand what does this individual person need from me as their leader? And I completely missed that mark. Oh man, I love it. <clears throat> I'm thinking like how many leaders actually take that into account? You know, we have all been in positions where we've worked for someone or um, 
have an experience with someone in a leadership role. And so often the times that they are articulating to us, they're articulating their agenda or what they think we should know or what they think we want to learn or what they think we improve. And they never take into account how about just asking us, you know, or, or, you know, I remember like when I was nursing with um, um, a huge healthcare organization in California, the leadership from the the top, the top, I'm going to say the president changed and a new person came in and was very different, but very in tune or wanted to be in tune with what, we needed on the ground, so to speak, to to be the best that we can be. It was a huge difference, and all they did was ask. You know, they of course, the, you know, this organization is thousands and thousands and thousands of people, but they asked, and that made me feel really valuable. Even though they may have never read what I saw, mm-hmm. they took the time to ask us what was important to us and what we what we liked. And I think when you do that, um, you're able to get honesty from your subordinates, so to speak, and you're able to be held in a better light as someone that understands. So I love, love, love that you, you, you know, you said I had all these great ideals, but you know, they really didn't mean anything to anybody but me because they were coming from me and it's not what people really wanted to know. So tell us a little bit about your story. Like who are you, where you come from? How'd you ebb and flow in life to get you to where you are as this bomb chick today that's just commanding it? Yeah, yeah. So I learned that everything that I thought I knew I was going to be, I know nothing because my life is completely different from everything that I thought I was going to. So I'm going to go to college, going to get married in college, but I decided, I realized a partner needed to agree with that. So that didn't happen. <laughs> Went to grad school, got the job. And I finally, I said, okay, great. I, you know, I got married. This is great. Marriage didn't work out, but I realized that I got married because of the fear of not getting married. Mm. It was like another accomplishment. And so as I was going through that transition, along with the supervisor experience I was sharing with you all, I realized like I have to get my life together because something is not gelling well. This whole box life thing is not ending up into all this money that I thought I was going to make, this husband and 2.5 kids and a picket fence. I had none of that. So I'm like, None of this is working back. Step back our decision. Evaluate. Evaluate my ear and in my space. It just didn't serve me well emotionally, like kind of weighted me down. Um, and I had to experience some family relationships. Because some family relationships can also hold back me, hold, hold me back. It can hold people back. And so I had to experience to explore those. I had to take risks. So what I did is I did everything that I said I was scared of. That's what I did. I don't want to talk in public. Guess what I did? I signed up for a direct selling company to sell, meet people and speak in public, all the things that I don't do. But I had to prove to myself that you can do things outside of school and work and promotions. I saw Groupon was my friend. I went on there and found all types of activities. Let me see what I can do that's outside my outside of my norm. I'm going to do it by myself because I wanted to hear my own voice. I wanted to feel my own feelings. I didn't want someone next to me. I didn't want all that to get mixed. And so I explored all types of things, different times of the day. And what I needed to know was, when do I feel best? Is it in the morning? Is it in the evening? What makes me feel the best? Is it nighttime? Is it in the morning? Is the sunshine? Is it winter time? 
When do I need to get my rest? What people feeds my soul? What people drink? I had to understand all that. So during this process, some people had to take a back seat. And I didn't tell them just for clarity. I didn't say, hey, I need you to take a back seat out of my life. But what we need to know is that if we give people the opposite of what they want, we're going to repel that relationship, mm. right? My friend who was negative, I told her everything positive. Guess what? She stopped calling because she want, she didn't want to hear all this positive. <laughs> That's a nugget of gold, y'all. It's right. for real. Go. Right. <laughs> right, right. So I just had to start to repel those relationships. And the people that wanted to support that, they leaned in more. The people that couldn't handle that leaned out more. And so then I started to hear my own voice again. I started to trust my own judgment again. And I had the courage to get things wrong because I knew I had myself and other people to support me to get it right, right? But I leaned on myself and what I learned about myself. And then those supports added to it to say, you got the courage to keep going. And that's just what I did. Oh man, I love it. Lots of nuggets of gold. This is definitely stuff I could totally relate to and reflection of my life and as well. I want to ask you this with regards to emotional intelligence and um, really having people really truly understand really what that means. Can you share with us really less like just bottom barrel layman, you know, terms as to if someone's watching of the 1300 plus people we got watching us right now, mm -hmm. um, what is truly emotional intelligence? Cause you, I've been hearing that a lot you know, in, in, you know, out in mainstream just in the last few years and no one really ever talked about it. And mm -hmm. there's all kind of different versions of what people think it is, but you're an expert with this. And so Shane, can you tell us exactly what emotional intelligence is? Is it having to, well, just tell us what it is. I'm, then I'll ask more questions if necessary. Yeah, so there's there's four pillars of emotional intelligence, right? One is our self-awareness. The other is our self-management. The third is our self-awareness. And the other is our relationship management. So all of this helps us to manage our stress, our own emotional reactivity, and any unexplained, unintended consequences of something that might come up. Do you think that... Um... When people hear something and they get all twisted and react some kind of way, is it due to their, let me say, inexperience with their own emotional intelligence? Or is it due to um, just the way they react? It, or, or, or can it be a combination of both? It can be a combination of both, but we actually are conditioned to be reactive. Right. If we're, we're grow up to be follow this script, we start out in school. Right. This is the school rules. Follow that. If not, then you get in trouble. Right. And so we grow up as we grow up. We think if we follow these rules, why isn't everyone else following along? What is it that I'm doing wrong? And so emotional intelligence says, let's flip that. What is it about you that you want? To, how do you want your life to look? How do you want your life to feel? I like to ask my clients, I said, I want to know what your life would like to feel in five years. Mm. Not look, I don't want a checkbox. I don't want a list. I want a house and a car and a spouse. No, no, no. What do you want it to feel in five years? Right. And that gives people pause because people don't think about that. But that's how we start to shift the conversation back to understanding our emotional intelligence. What is it that I want my life to like? So when 
went through that journey with me and I thought, what do I want my life to look like in five years? I started with the top feeling. I don't want to be bitter five years from now from my experience from today. Right. Right. And so that was my top thing. Right. That's, and so now I had to work backwards. Well, if I don't want to be bitter in five years, what do you want to look like now? Well, who's in my circle? What do I want my career to look like? Do I want to try something new? What places do I want to travel? Do I want to build the confidence? Right. That's one big thing. I had to build my confidence back. I had to build my judgment. That was me doing all the stuff I said I wouldn't do. Talk in public. What am I on now, Rochelle? Right. A podcast. <laughs> right. I promise you years ago, I wouldn't, this wouldn't even be a thing. That's so funny. Um, I, so I think for me, I always thought emotional in intelligence meant that I had the intelligence to deal with my emotions at any given moment in time. And, and it's so much more than that. You know, yeah. I think as we are children, we, we, the way we respond to things emotionally is a learned behavior because we see our parents respond to certain different things. You might have one parent that's like, oh, dang, we don't have enough money for groceries this week. And the other parent be like, but we got beans and rice, you know, right. we good. you know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, you know, and so um, I think because emotional intelligence has come into the forefront of our society and there's a lot of stuff going on. We have a lot of trauma happening in our society, you know, with the, the mass shootings and the huge amount of racism that has been brought forth due to um, the former president, so to speak, allowing people to feel comfortable coming out and not necessarily being emotionally intelligent or aware of how they're going to affect other people. Um, I think it's very important for us to have this kind of dialogue and to understand truly what emotional intelligence is, because it's not just all about us. It's about us and how we ebb and flow in our relationships and in other aspects of our life. And, mm -hmm. and so thank you for sharing that, because I think so many times we get caught up in thinking we know what it is and we're so off base that leads us down another rabbit hole that's not necessarily beneficial or correct with regards to uh, particularly emotional intelligence. So now I want to ask you this because you've been dropping nuggets of gold and in, in enlightening us to ask to what emotional intelligence is, how you discovered it, how it became a formulation of what you specialize in. What are some ways that we can begin to increase our knowledge in this area so that we are able to be more emotionally intelligent when we step out of our door uh, for the day? Mm -hmm. You know, I just sent an email out to my email list today and I said, talked about the art of acceptance. Like, what if we just accept what is true instead of trying to change our reality? Right. And I talk to people all the time. You know, it's always like, well, he's doing this. She's doing this. They is doing all these external things. But I said, but if someone is consistently inconsistent, can't we just accept that? Because either you're trying to rely on the consistency or you're trying to rely on the inconsistency, but the reality is they're consistent. Let's put a period there. You already know that you're not you're not going to get with a person. So why are we trying to fight that? But now that you have this information, now we have space to actually problem solve. If we spend a lot of time on what we already know to be true, we're going to spend an endless amount of time physical time and emotional time on something that's not going to change because we already know it's true. And because we're focusing on that change, we can't now focus on a solution, 
right? Now, emotional intelligence is not always solution-based, but it gives us space to find an alternative, right? So in a simple example of that is let's say a spouse is upset, husband's upset that his wife keeps leaving the milk out. So by the time he gets up, the milk is warm and she does it repeatedly. She apologizes. She's not doing it on purpose. She's not doing it maliciously, but it's just a bad habit of hers, right? So he gets so mad and he gets so mad about it. Then I'm going to marriage counseling over this, right? Clearly there's deeper issues, but let's just leave it at the milk, right? And so we're like, well, how long has she been doing this? And he says for years, she's been doing this for years. So, okay. So she's been leaving the milk out for years and you know this, so then you expect this, then what can you do? He said, maybe I can buy two milk containers. Oh, so yours will stay in the refrigerator cold. So get one milk out, but you still have another one there cold, right? Once you accept the problem, the issue, this is factual. Now we have space to find another solution. But if we get stuck on the problem, that's where we're going to land. That's where we're going to stay. Wow. Wow. You, that, that, that's huge. I mean, I know there's people watching us and people that can relate particularly with a relationship with a significant other or something like that, where something is always something just simple as something like milk, leaving the milk out um, can lead people to react a certain type of way that eventually they, lead, they go to counseling, you know, for, mm -hmm. and of course, again, like we, you said, there's other deeper issues, right, in there, right. but that milk could be the trigger that sets everything off. How many of us go through our day ebbing and flowing? Here's a good one. We in traffic. And if you've ever been to California, right. California, Northern and Southern California, our, our traffic is no joke. Mm -hmm. It's the same every day. You're going to have people that are going to cut you off. You're going to have people that's going to be nice and let you in. You're going to, it's the same every day. But why some days we get triggered when somebody cuts us off, you know, instead of just pulling back and letting them in or, you know, or we cut somebody off or vice versa. Why do we get triggered about the same stuff that happens every day? Could it be that, okay, we got in the car and we had a bad day. We're trying to get out the house and we spilled milk all over our clothes and we had to go back and change. So now we late or, or could it be, we had a bad day at work and now we going home and we got to fight this traffic and these people are just all over the place and I'm just pissed off or, you know, mm -hmm. but the reality is it's really not, that important because there's always another solution right is what you're saying and right. we need to look at other solutions versus focusing on the problem because actually right. the problem could really be us and how we're processing right it definitely could be and i would also extend ourselves some grace because i know we live in it's a busy society you know we're busy and everyone's moving and moving i tell people give yourself some space before you do the next thing Right. So like I was taking care of some things before I met with you, but I said, I need to give myself an hour so then I can be fully focused here and then give myself another small break before I go to my next thing. Right. So kind of what you're explaining makes me think, well, what is your morning routine like? Are you up and rushing and out the door? Now you don't have any emotional space for this driver, right? Or the unexpected on the road because your entire day started with busyness, mm. right? There was no buffer to even understand where am I at emotionally, right? Now, do we ask ourselves those questions? No, we don't. We don't stop and ask those questions. And that's fine. That's not, you know, life moves on. But the way we manage our day and our routine, that's up to us, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. If I need to get my kids up at a certain time, I need to get up earlier because I need to be in my own space so I can woosa. Right. When my daughter's dancing in the mirror instead of getting dressed for school. Right. I <laughs> to give myself some space before I have to encounter that every single morning. Right. 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 So, because I know that now I accepted that she dances in the mirror. So I need to allow some extra time to get her back on track so we can still get out of the house at a decent time, which means I need to get up a little bit earlier, kind of settle myself. I'm not rushing in the morning. So I have more space. So I think giving us some grace and some space is really, really important to ourselves and our relationships. Oh man. I, I just, I was just going to ask you to share like how some things we can do with regards to just, um, you know, recognizing when we've fell into that, I want to say emotional intelligence, not good pit, you know, yeah, cause you yeah. could definitely be like fussing at your dog. Didn't I tell you to get girl we, every day. And then, you know, and then it changes your emotion within you so then you're agitated you're agitated mm -hmm. with her you're agitated it within yourself you're at then you get in the car and you know you're trying to get the kids to school and then there's an accident or a long traffic mm -hmm. light or whatever then you're at that and that agitation just continues until you get to work or whatever and you show up and you're just completely agitated and mm -hmm. then the whole day progresses like that mm -hmm. but um it doesn't have to be that way if mm -hmm. we allow ourselves to basically have space Right. And grace. And so I love, love, love that because I know people can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Now, how do we know if we're actually handling the emotional intelligence stuff correctly or if we need to pull back and re reevaluate mm -hmm. what we're doing? That's a good question. So, well, we have to ask ourselves more questions, which we don't ask ourselves, right? And sometimes we think we do and say, well, why is this person doing this? I say, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's the question, right? Because I don't know why so-and-so is doing this. I, I, I have no idea. They may not know, right? But if I ask myself, why am I getting mad at my daughter for dressing in the morning? Oh, I'm mad because I didn't get up early like I know I should have, mm. right? I'm mad because now I'm kind of anxious and overwhelmed to get out the door, because there's more stuff to do and I have to drop them off and get to work, all those types of things. So now I'm mad at her, but am I really mad at her? Am I mad at me because I didn't get up? Mm. Right. And so when I ask myself those questions and then I can actually be honest, right? My daughter's 11. I have a nine and 11 year old, but I might say, hey, listen, this morning's going to go differently. Mommy and get out to bed on time. Right. And so I'm not holding a secret as much as we can be honest to ourselves internally and as we feel comfortably externally, it takes the secret away. It also takes the facade of the relationship away. There's more transparency. So remember, a part of emotional intelligence is about relations, right? And relationships. If I get stuck on yelling at my daughter for dancing in the mirror every day, yes, that morning's going to be agitated. But what is that going to do to our relationship moving forward if I'm yelling at her every morning before she starts her day? Right? She sees me as something negative that impacts her school day. That's not how I want our relationship to be, right? But if I can take ownership of it, let me take ownership, right? Yeah. So let me give a different example of people who are in relationships, whether you're married or something. And sometimes I, I remember I was mad at my husband for two weeks because I hated my job. I lie to you not. For two weeks, I was mad at him because I hated my job. <laughs> No, listen, one ain't got nothing to do with the other, but that's just how I felt. That's how I carried it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I asked myself, why are you so irritated with him? And I thought about it and I said, because I don't like my job and I'm coming home frustrated. So what happened was I didn't have a buffer between my job and coming home. 
Mm. I needed a buffer and I live really close to work. So driving wasn't helpful, wasn't a time to myself. And so I said, you know what, have I, I asked, this is my next question. I said, have you taken care of yourself in two weeks? And if you did, what did you do? And I thought about it and I was like, I have not done one thing for myself in two weeks. So that day, it was a Saturday, not a typical day that I would go to the gym. And I said, hey, I need to go to the gym. And he looked and he said, okay. I said, okay, right? Like I had to give myself permission to go on a day that typically don't go at a time that typically don't go. But I know I needed a reset. Right. But because I asked my questions, I realized it has nothing to do with him at all. So we need to ask ourselves why and actually answer ourselves. Right. Now, I know it's going to seem a little weird, but we're going to have to actually answer ourselves with that question. I love it. I love it. I mean, I think this has been such an enlightening, informative, beautiful conversation. Um, you shared lots of wisdom with us with regards to emotional intelligence. And I for surely can talk to you a lot more about it. We, gonna, we, me and my seven other personalities. <laughs> I don't know which one you're dealing with today. I guess it's unstoppable today. But um, the queen to feel the fabulous and she's just kind of taking a back seat. Unstoppable, unstoppable chick is, is today. But um, I would love to bring you back because I think this, this is important for us to have these conversations and to get this understanding and to, to know, basically stopping and asking ourselves questions. Right. be a game changer as to why we're feeling some type of way. And we're projecting that feeling onto somebody that really don't have nothing to do with why we're feeling that way. Right. I think that for me was just huge, along with everything else you share. But I think that one resonates with me because sometimes I wake up and I'm just, hmm, let me say, I could be not the nicest person, you know, and it's, I just, you just wake up that way. And it's like, now I need to start thinking like, why did I wake up? I just got out of bed. Why am I being such a, you know, bitch? I'm just, right, right. Why, you know, it's my show. I could say that, but why am I being like that? You know, that I haven't interacted with anybody. What's going on within me that's allowing me, is it emotions? Is it hormones? What is it? But if I don't ever ask those questions, I never get the answers that could lead me to have a better day. And as I go in ebb and flow of my day, emotionally, intelligently act with people in a positive way. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So tell people how they can get more of you, what you're doing, where you, where you at, all of that before I close it out. Yeah, really excited. You can find me on all social media platforms at Sharice Josie, but one that I've ever seen. So you spell my name right. You should be good. Um, website coming soon, sharicejosie.com. That should be up by this summer. This Thursday, I'll be on the radio station, WHRO in Norfolk, Virginia from 12 to 1, 89.5 FM. So if y'all can tune in, that would be awesome. Love it. Well, thank you, my sister, for being with me here on the Blissful yeah. Living Podcast. Um, we're doing some great things and we will be doing some great things together. You guys just have to pay attention check into the show, subscribe to the show so you get advanced notifications. Um, and then you can also get advanced notifications about, you know, what me and Cherise might be doing together or our whole little collaborative group. I'm going to share that with you in another show. Um, mm -hmm. But we're doing some powerful things and we're getting our messages out in a powerful way. We have a beautiful group of people um, that I now call family. And, uh, and we're all going to be like that boom, balloon bouquet. As the top balloon rises, we're all going to rise because we on our way up, as uh, DJ Khaled would say, right? So 
Um, again, thank you, Sharice, for being a guest on Blissful Living. Thank you to all of you that are watching us and that will hear us and see us. Please, please, please connect with Sharice Josie. You will not be disappointed. And it probably might be one of the best things you can do in your life, particularly when it comes to understanding and managing your emotional intelligence. I want to thank our sponsors, Blissful Living for You at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com, as well as All Day Cable Inc. at All Day Cable Inc. Dot com and the show would not be possible without all of you so please share this show with everyone you love and care about there's powerful wisdom and information shared on each episode as i say nuggets of gold that you can take away and utilize in your life immediately and i guess that's it until next time make sure you subscribe 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 but until next time i'm the queen of feeling fabulous rochelle marie lawson and i'm wishing you peace to your mind tranquility to your spirit, lots of healthy emotional intelligence, and have a fabulous day. Goodbye for now, everyone. Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on blissfullivingforyou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.